We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, LL Nation? Hope you guys are having a great Sunday. We are brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you drink responsibly. You got to drink responsibly. We are here to talk about Notre Dame. 35-32 victory over Navy. Left was out with the people yesterday. We didn't get a chance to talk to you yesterday. So what we wanted to do was come and talk about the game today or tonight. We'll get to the pressers, Marcus Freeman, what he had to say, Drew Pine, what he had to say tomorrow and dig deep on that. But left. <laughs> Your takeaway. You, you, it's like it's like you, uh, one of those you took one for the team. Mm-hmm. You don't really want to talk about it. It's like, all right, I, I'm a team player, man. I just want to move on. Uh, it would, I think, it would just be distracting to talk about this game in detail to be frustrated about it because it's one of those games that we knew it was just like we got to get through healthy. Yeah. It's gonna be rough. There's gonna be things in there where you're gonna have a false sense of uh, insecurity that maybe we need to fix something. But listen, like that's, we put them to bed. We knew it was going to be a tough matchup. It was going to be a different kind of game. We won. I don't want to keep it going on and on about what I could and couldn't have happened, but I'm glad we got out out there with a W and we can move forward with another win. It wasn't pretty. No. But you know it's, it's it's good because you know a lot of things of what we talked about. We wanted to see we wanted to see the receivers flash a little bit. We got a receiver making the top ten plays. We saw Jaden Thomas make some great plays in the past game and get some touchdowns. We saw some guys and some flashes of what could be developed in a mm-hmm. game like this where we could have did anything we wanted offensively. We got to see Drew flash in moments, but you know it's still not a complete game offensively. We could have and probably wanted to have in a game like that. But 35 points in a victory, you can't complain either. That's a that's a good win, something you can hang your hat on and 
And for a team and opponent like this that we're not going to see the rest of the year, it's something to close the book on and move forward. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Notre Dame comes in at 18, number 18 in the AP poll. This is my problem, Left. You missed an <laughs> opportunity to finish and probably end up higher in the AP and with the teams that lost in front of you end up higher in the CFP rankings when they come out this week. You missed an opportunity to really make a jump to get yourself in position to possibly get in that 11 or 10 spot in the final rankings if you sweep November. For me, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Right, you had an opportunity to impress you didn't impress. That's huge. No points in the second half, 16 yards. You know what? I've seen it before. We can look at Stanford. Like, I'm not even shocked. They, they've done it already. They've done it already. It is like a – This game gave me a piece about this season. It really did. It really did. Because there are some teams, there are just some teams that you can watch and say to yourself, they should be much better. But for whatever reason, things are just not firing on all cylinders. They're just not. They just can't find, they can't find a consistent button. And it's the 11th week. 
It's not like you have time. This is week 11. Boston College just beat North Carolina State yesterday. So it's not like you got a team coming in the South Bend for senior day that's about to roll over. So what? They're injured. So what? They don't have that quarterback. You know what the backup quarterback did yesterday? He threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. That's what's coming to South Bend. So as much as I would like to sit here and say, man, I'm pretty sure this team is going to be jacked up for senior day and dominate the trenches against a really, really bad offensive line and a porous defensive line. You just can't say it with you. I can't promise you that. I can't. I can't. <laughs> we can't promise that. We just can't, man. We can't. We want, and we want to. We want to. We want to because it's there. It's there. The talent is there. Yeah. Look, Brayden Lindsey was five yards in front of the dude on his touchdown pass. He's been five <sighs> yards in front of defenders all season. All season long. And we threw it so bad. So bad behind him and inside. He had to make ESPN number one play just to get a touchdown. The ball was so poorly underthrown that he had to make an ESPN number one play just to get the touchdown. I mean, if that don't spell the issues we have with the receiver quarterback connection in this offense this year, I don't know what does. And the fact that Aldrich Estime had the longest receiving touchdown of the night. Or was it Jaden Thomas's? It, 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 it was close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Just spells what's wrong with this offense. Our running backs are catching touchdowns longer than what our receivers are. So I don't know, man. I think this is a, a unique year for the passing game once again for this Notre Dame offense. I think it would have you know, thinking about if Tyler was healthy, it'll probably look worse. So I'm glad that we, we finding ways to win and finding ways to highlight our weaknesses in games where we should be dominating. But even in the games we should dominate, we still the same team that's going to play to our competition. So Notre Dame had three receivers with catches of over 30 yards. Jaden Thomas was 38, Braden Lindsey was 38, Audrey Estimate was 30, and Deion Cozy had a 29 yard. That's just they had 17 catches for 200. The receivers had 10 catches. No, the receivers had 12 receptions for 211 yards. Yesterday, 211 yards. I'm scared to look at what Charlie Jones had yesterday, bro. <laughs> I'm scared, bro. Because he, he had a darn good game against Illinois, bro. He had a darn good game. He had a darn good game. I'm going to go ahead and jump off. The, I'm, I'm jumping. I'm jumping. I'm jumping. I'm Charlie jumping. Jump. Charlie I'm Jones jumping, went out there and had a day, I'm man. I'm jumping. Okay, he only had four catches for 86 yards. Okay, 
That's, that's better than two and three. Yeah. You it know, that, that Charlie Jones has been haunting this Notre Dame wide receiver core. Uh, we're, we're making up ground. We're making up ground week by week, bro. <laughs> He's still we're making up ground. Production. Charlie Jones out there putting up great production, man. Man, Lucky Lefty Podcast. So I'm scared to get to the grades, bro. I'm scared to see what your grades are. But I will say this, man. Um, first half couldn't have gone any better. I think from a leadership standpoint, especially against that offense, it was tough having freshmen out there with that being their first look at that offense. Like, you can replicate it in practice, but that's that's not the real thing. Anomaly. It's not no thing that you should be upset about if you don't master defending it in one week. Yeah. You just got to know enough to make a tackle and be in the right spot and then get over it, man. Don't even – don't even fool yourself and get upset like you're a bad football player because you letting a fullback run 60 yards down the field untouched. Like, that's yeah. just <laughs> – it's demoralizing, but come on, man. Don't – frustrating. <laughs> you know what? From a coaching standpoint, I will say, I don't know if it's on Al Golden, but I don't know how you do not execute the first rule of stopping the option. I just don't understand how the fullback is running 30, 40 yards down the field. That's the one dude you stop. I don't care what else happens. Our defensive tackle. Untouched. Untouched, bro. Just untouched. Running straight, no moves, no break tackles, just. No excuse. DJ Brown getting caught for two penalties, just holding for no, just no. Dude, just what are you holding for, man? Just run. Run. <laughs> it is. Like, this is a game that we can't even – don't even hold it against them, man. It's just one of those things, I promise you. It's like, dude, it, <laughs> shout out to Brian Mason and special teams, though. Always. Seven, seven straight. Always. Seven straight. Seven seven punt block, seven block. being ready, being ready for the onside. Yep, surprise, and then taking care of the onside to close out the game. Other than that, I'm just glad we got out of this thing healthy. That's it. That's, that's the blessing. Like you're looking for a blessing. We're healthy going into Boston College. Uh, concussion for Tobias Merriweather. That's why he didn't play. J.D. Bertrand has a groin. Maybe he makes it back to Boston College. Maybe he doesn't. Right? More than likely, he's back for USC. I'm cool with that against a conventional offense like Boston College. Because I did like the way that Prince Colley played. Yeah. I like the way that Prince Colley played. Aggressive. I like to play, dude, Benjamin Morrison once again. He's a dog. He's a dude. The star showed dude. up. The star showed up. You know, it seems like Jaden Mickey in the slot once again played bad leverage. You know, didn't turn quick enough when they stacked the receivers. 
guy runs by him. Can't have that. It just can't happen. Can't happen. Especially when you know they're throwing. They're throwing. So yeah. you might as well forget about run support at that at that point. Like you say. They're throwing. So especially when the you know, they can't they don't have many things that's out of that package. They either running straight or they running do they ran straight up the field or <laughs> yeah, they wasn't doing nothing that I'm like they gotta watch film. No, like, no, there was no 20 yard dig, no hitch, none of that. None of that. It was either verticals, slants, corner, or wheel. That's it. Very simple offense. Simple route tree. Offensive line. That makes it frustrating though. Look. A lot of people have some things to say. Look, I debated the offensive line with people all day, all night. Look, man, when it's six and five offensive linemen and a running back, that makes six. When they're bringing seven and eight, just not enough people. You don't have enough people. And Navy, dude. They were aggressive in the first half, and in the second half, they got even more aggressive. They, But I respect it. You know why? They, they said, well, you are not about to kill us no. with a 1,000 cuts and make us suffer no. for 60 minutes. Either beat us or beat us. Yes. We're going to give you every opportunity to hit us with one-play drives. You can hit us with one-play drives all day. We can go home with that. Absolutely. We don't let you be back there chilling and adding pad statting on five yard routes and little runs. No, no, no. You know what they said? We don't believe your quarterback can do it <laughs> for a full game. That's all they said. We're going to keep coming. <laughs> he might be hot early, but he can't do it for a full game. He do it for a full game. He can't do it for a full game. And what do you know? Start running out of juice. They were right. Running out of juice. He can't. He can't get, he can't get right the whole game. Man. We had Brandon Joseph in the second half, bro. Brandon Joseph total yards in the second half. Sixteen. <laughs> Brandon Joseph total yards in the second half. Sixteen. So you want the running game? Running game was pedestrian. It was pedestrian, you know, and chatting with the guys from yesterday. It was pretty much the same running game, a game plan from Clemson. They wanted to run duo. But this is the problem. Navy, as we said, has a good run defense because they only give up 80-some yards per game. They selling out. We said that. (laughs) And because we said that, what was the question we asked on Thursday? Is this the game? that you allow Drew Pine in the passing game to get on track because Navy gives up darn near 300 yards on average in the passing game. And you can tell that secondary is bad. You can tell. Middle of the field was wide open all game long, all game long. They were bad. And we still – couldn't execute. Still couldn't execute. Hey, if we, if we didn't get the block punt, that gave us seven points. The Clarence Lewis interception, that gave us another short field and seven points. 
Yeah. So how efficient was the offense really in the first half? That's the question. How good were they in the first half? They put up 35 points, but it was aided by an interception and a block punt. You have to ask yourself. So then the second half, man, look, they treated <laughs> they treated Drew Pine like the rest of the NBA treats Russell Westbrook when he catches the ball, bro. They said, we're going to leave four. We're going to blitz seven, keep four back. And the four that's back, they're not even playing man to man. <laughs> we're still going to keep our safeties deep. Yeah. Nothing. Something with that. Nothing. Nothing. And that's the price of, of not being able to make guys pay when they're giving you what you want. They're giving you what you want. And you can't even take advantage of it. But then you want to turn around and talk about pine time. No. Navy had a formula to beat us, knowing that we had a lack or an Achilles heel to a team that should never be that close to Navy. 35-32, Clemson's probably like kicking himself in the butt like, man, we should have blitzed the hell out of Drew Blonde. What are we doing? So hopefully this is not something that other teams are looking at and be like, well, maybe they got something with that. With better players, can Drew Pine the next week respond to the team that's probably going to do the same thing Navy did? Oh, man, without question. Colleges <laughs> is bringing seven all day. All day. All day. <laughs> Way long. Navy can live with an Audrey estimate catching touchdown. Because they like, that's not, that's rare. You know, we just messed up. But if that's what Notre Dame want to live on, oh yeah, we got them. We got them. So, I know it's going to come next week. It's going to come probably worse next week. Can Drew step up to the plate? Now, this is the thing. Remember we lowered the the legislation on Drew Pond to 150 on two it. touchdowns, thinking that if we lowered it to 150, he would give us the 220 that we wanted. And I was like, yo, maybe we did the right thing. Yeah. Right? This man throws, what, four touchdowns in the first half, puts up like 250. I'm like, oh, we're cooking with grease. I'm like, this dude, Drew, might go over 300. Yeah. He might he might hit three bills. Left, please explain this to me. <laughs> no, seriously, man. Answer this for myself and LL Nation. Because it just seems like when it goes bad for him, it goes bad. You it know, it as a quarterback, is it upon you? To pull yourself out of that, or is it on the offensive coordinator to find a way to pull you out of that? Like we need to know, left. It's the same thing as if you pour a half cup of juice. Is it the the bottle's fault that it's not a full 
can of juice. You can't blame that can of juice when we have a half a can left. So no, it's not true. But if you have can of juice, you better make it work. You better add some water. You better start mixing it with other juices or something. Because a half is only a half. You can't get more out of that. So you got to make it last. So if the talent at that position is maxed out in the first half, you better come up with something to get more points because you know that you ran out of juice. It's over. He only can give you half. Right. So you better not drink it all in the first half. (laughs) We drank it all in the first half, and it was clear. We used up everything that we game plan that whole week in the first half in the show because when it came to the second half and you got to improvise and you got to be a player, we just didn't have it in the tank. We yeah. ran out. So now you got to throw a whole bunch of water in there, try to shake it up, try to get the contents in there, try to get a little bit of flavor in there. But we ran out. We drank it too fast. But why are we going to the store getting the half ounces? Get the full thing. And we don't have to worry about it. We're going in there with half a cup of juice. <laughs> that ain't going to last the whole day. And so it just showed once again that we went in there and used what we had. Usually, we let that thing spare out, you know. We start eating cereal with a fork so we can reuse the bowl. But this, <laughs> but this Saturday... We got too greedy. We was all the sorry team. We trying to take them out early. No big deal. And then forgot we had to play a whole second half. And and what we scored in the first half just wasn't enough. It's definitely not enough when you come with 16 yards in the second. (laughs) I don't know if they got on the uh, half of them got on the plane at halftime and half stayed. But it just wasn't good enough. So I know Marcus Freeman just wants to put this one behind him and go back to a regular week of focus and practice. But this is a lesson that we only have a limited amount of talent at that position. And so for a full game, we got to find our spots to use it. But if we use it too fast, Mm. we literally will run out and not have no answers. (laughs) It just goes back to bad recruiting. Man, Lucky Lucky Podcast. We are now available. CFB Nation on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us at Lucky Lefty Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And go to the YouTube page and subscribe. Hit that like button. Hit the notification bell. Every time we go live, you'll know. Every time we drop a video, you'll know. Once again, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and CFB Nation in connection with Irish Breakdown. It's absolutely fantastic. But that second half was fantastic. Of course, we have to give you the stats. Drew Pine ended up 17 and 21, which is misleading with 269 yards, four touchdowns, one costly interception. Audrey Estimate, eight for 49, 6.1. Logan Diggs, 13 for 31. That's 2.4. Jay Thomas had three catches for 80 yards with a touchdown, longer 38. Brayden Lindsey, five for 67. 
Touchdown. Longer 38. Deion Cozy, two for 50. Longer 29. Audric Estimate had the one big touchdown reception for 30 yards. He took it to the house. And that was a call play. It wasn't like Drew checked down or went to it, saw the, the hot read and checked to it. That was the call play in anticipation of the blitz. And that's why he hit Audric Estimate out of the backfield. The running backs are wide open in the flat all game. All game long. All game long. So, like we said, the struggles, the struggles are real. We understand that. But listen to me and listen to me good, LL Nation. Brighter days are in front of us. That's right. <laughs> you know, brighter day, hey. If this is the tough time we have to go through, it could be worse. It could be right? worse. You could have, you could be coming off the number one all-time recruiting class and be bowless. Like Texas A&M and Jimbo Fishing. <laughs> you could. You could. Well, they, they got a whole roster that's hurt, though. They whole starting 22 is hurt. It's something crazy. I saw the roster outs. It's like all the starting DNs and backup DNs are gone. Yeah. Both starting quarterbacks gone. All the starting receivers gone. <laughs> they must have had long ago over there doing that weight program. Yo, I, I think Marcus Freeman, from watching him, and I can't wait to talk about his comments on tomorrow's show. I think Marcus Freeman was more than perplexed and upset <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Just perplexed and upset. You know why I left? It'd be different if his youngsters were out there just playing awful. Clarence Lewis giving up touchdowns. Cam Hart giving up third downs. Yeah, yeah. DJ Brown. Two holding calls, two passing. It's false starts by seniors. By seniors, man. Not Blake Fisher. It's, by seniors. Yo, the inconsistency comes from the leaders and the veterans. The inconsistency is not coming from your youngsters. No. It's coming from your veterans. And that's why he struggles to understand what's wrong with this team. That's why he struggles. Have you ever watched a dude in the neighborhood and you're like, man, this dude can jump, he can dribble. Like, this dude is fast. Like, dude, all this stuff. Why isn't he better? Why is he doing something with it? Some people just can't get right, man. Some people can't figure it out. Got people all the can't figure it out. Can't build it. No. Some oh. people just can't figure it out. And that's the piece I have with this team left. I'm good. Win, lose, or draw the next next two weeks. Because I have a full understanding that this is just a, this is just an inconsistent football team. There's yeah. really nothing to fret about. Nothing to fret about. It's week 12, yeah, man. Week 12, yeah, week 12. It's week 12. It's just an inconsistent football team. 
<laughs> it can, dude, you can say it's because of one position, or you yeah. can point out multiple positions. You can even point to the coaches. You can even point to the coach. It's, it's, a, it's an inconsistent football team. It's an inconsistent team. Absolutely right. Every week they're going to leave points on the field. Yeah. They're leave opportunities on the field every week. <laughs> every week. Yeah. If this is not defense playing well, special teams playing well to support the offense, we don't know what – let special teams have a bad week. Oh man, you will see a huge change. Man, if special teams have a has a bad week with this team, it'll be way too much of a factor for the win. And that's and that's odd. Yes. Are way, way more in the factor of winning than it should be. Even though it's a part of the game, it's a phase of the game. But man, if special teams was to ever have a bad day. It would reflect directly on the entire scoreboard and the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a and that's a a good and bad thing because we have yeah. good special teams, right? That make that score points and make plays, change momentum of the game. But it's almost too much of an important piece to the team that if we was ever to slip and not have these anomalies. Of seven block punts <laughs> in the season so far, Stanford wouldn't be the only disappointing loss this year. No, it wouldn't be. No, and a lot more games would be a lot tighter if it wasn't for that. So, shout out to Marcus Freeman on really, if you had to think about it, patching the holes and a lot of the concerns we had from last year. Guy, he stared back. Got more explosive on the special teams, increased the team's athleticism and speed, got the team back focused on the mission, brought seniors back, got good transfers in. The only thing he didn't get a chance to do, which is coming up week after week, is the one position we complain about the most. So I do feel good that what we see today is not going to be next year's team. Mm even with the same players, because I feel good about the ingredients that we still have. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. We've prolonged it. We put it <laughs> off long enough to get to these grades, man. These, these team grades are brought to you by Nora Whiskey at norawhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey, norawhiskey.com. If you drink Make sure you drink responsibly. Notre Dame defeats Navy 35 to 32. And what can only be surmised as a hella disappointing second half. <laughs> yards and zero points. So we start with the offensive line. What's your grade for the offensive line? Get offensive line a B, man. Listen, without them, it wouldn't have scored 35. They was able to manage the seven-man pressure as best as they could with what they were uh, in the position for and having limited possessions as well. I mean, we didn't get the ball in the second half till three minutes left, four minutes left in the third quarter. Third so, quarter, right. So you got to consider for us to work with urgency and still be secure up front yeah. for as best as we can. Now, if we had an athlete at quarterback where he was dynamic like a DTR or something, I'm sure we would have a lot less sacks, but – Overall, you got to give them a B because without them, we wouldn't have scored 35 for sure. 
All right, we go to the wide receivers. What's your grade for the wide receivers? I give them a B because they they made plays in the moments that they did to have three guys over thirty five yards. It's a, it's a good start. You know, I don't feel great about it, but damn it, to get a top play on ESPN, you can't get a C. You know, so you in the B range uh, and to make and to make good with what they what they're getting. I mean, this is some few and far between opportunities uh, through the air, but uh, we continue to find ways to, to take advantage of opportunities and score or make big plays in those moments. So uh, shout out to those guys for staying locked in because if I was a receiver, it'd be hard for me to get through catches every other game. So <laughs> it'd be hard for me. I'll be going, I'll be looking at a transfer portal so fast. I'm like, I got to get something better than three catches a game. <laughs> Let's go to the quarterback. Man. What's your grade for the quarterback? First half, I give him a B. Second half, I don't even know what to give him. You know, so I think you had to average that out. You probably put it like a like a C minus or a C. Uh, just you know, the quarterback is the weakest link of the team right now, and for a defense to create a game plan based off of what you can't do physically. Cause I mean, it wasn't like you had to do too much pre-snap. They were showing when they was coming, they was coming. So mm -hmm. I don't hear a bunch of pre-snap genius. He's so smart. Da, da, da. Cause it wasn't about that. He couldn't outsmart that they was coming. You had to make a play with your feet, get out the way. And we know where you're limited at. So uh, four touchdowns can't be, can't be mad about that, but damn it, it wasn't four throughout the game. It was four in the first half, and we all know it's zero zero second half, and we didn't uh, play well in the second half. So uh, it's hard to really get too hard on you because we know what we got week to week is yeah. week week twelve. Yeah, <laughs> it's week twelve. So yeah. we know this is the, the a lot of what you can show at your best, and you're doing your best, man. You seven and one. Uh, in that position right now. So just got to keep it going. Offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese. I think he had the right idea, man. He came out with the right stuff. Tommy Reese just, uh, you know, when you, when you don't have to, when you don't have guys that can make you look good when you're not calling your best stuff and, and, and it makes you have to, call everything the right way or it's it's not going to turn out how you want it to without getting the, the backlash. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're winning games. And at the end of the day, that that rides over everything else, even the nitpicking that we do. Uh, so you, you can't leave the game with a with anything lower than a B-minus because you won. You scored 35 points. Uh, it wasn't a Stanford showing. So, you know, you can be happy that we got the game victory. And uh, we scored a good amount doing it. Flip to the other side. Defensive line. It's your grade. <laughs> that fullback running so so clean really was docking me, man. It was killing me, man. Oh, you talking about Moana? Uh, if you run through the, the thirty-three yards, eight point nine. And 80 of the 133, he was untouched. 
Not the backup running back, but the fullback. I told you, it's never the main back. It's always the backup or the fullback with this team that does damage. Always. Always. The fullback getting 100 yards is unacceptable. And the man was stiff. He wasn't no, he was he was just a straight up and down runner and running untouched. I just I don't know. I can't I can't get a D-line credit for that, man. That's I gotta put y'all at a C minus just from just from the stats alone. That fullback had a game of his life untouched. Amen. Almost changed the game. So it's like I don't want to give them a bad grade because it'll reflect in their quarterly report. <laughs> their parents gonna ask about why they got this D from class on this then, one assignment. <laughs> then when they get to the point where they have to pass, and there's nothing else they can do. It's no not- pressure. There's no pressure. There's none. It's like, yeah, yeah. That's linebackers, man. Linebackers, man, listen, I, just the whole defense tackling just really disturbed me, man, because it just was like they're not, they, they not, they, they not going over your head. They're going right through the middle. And we just falling off of guys, and whew, I'm just glad we came out with a win. I got to get them guys a seat. The whole defense gets a seat. Because so, Marcus Freeman, he's not walking out of that game anything other than relieved and highly upset that we went and played to the level of our competition again. It's like he can't go up there two weeks in a row and be like, I'm proud of this team. Right. He got to go like, I'm proud, and then come back, okay, we we must have came back to our ourselves or reality or something because we – just can't put a full thing together back to back weeks yet. Whatever that halftime speech was, get rid of it. <laughs> Whatever he said, don't ever say it again, bro. Ever. <laughs> Whatever snacks y'all was having, don't have you, them. You might as well have put a stopwatch or a, a watch up in front of them dangling and put them in a trance. Like whatever you said, they were hypnotized the entire sec- second half. The entire second half. Man, Al Golden. Al Golden, man, I just think that I, I'm going to give him a little bit of a break, man. You know, he's, he's not used to running against triple option wing T type of teams. He's used to NFL schemes and all that good stuff. I think a lot of the coaches – Probably was looking around like, what's going on? Like, they they felt like they was calling the right stuff. And then the team was just letting letting themselves get gashed on the stuff that we practiced all week. So I don't know how much it is percentage-wise, the team or the coaching staff, but I feel like Mm -hmm. the coaching staff put these guys in the best position, but the guys just were having mental lapses, in my opinion, due to who they were playing. Hmm. Secondary. I forgot to get to the secondary before I went to Al Golden. <laughs> Look, you're going to be nice. You're going to be nice. Look, 
That was a D effort from that secondary yesterday. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there. That was a flat out D effort, in my opinion, from the secondary. I'll raise it to a C minus because Clarence Lewis made a hell of a play. Yes. Yeah. A hell of a play. Very disciplined play. Very disciplined play. But other after than that, after that, Cam Hart getting beat on angle. Yeah, I didn't understand that. How you let I this do? Fast either, like right. Like, what are we doing, man? DJ Brown. What are we doing? Clarence Lewis once again in the fourth quarter, just <laughs> Jaden Mickey being out leveraged again. Again, just stuff that you're like, okay, if we did this last week, we wouldn't have won. So what's going on? Like, how y'all turn it off the, the, the week after? See, they thought Navy was going to quit like Clemson quit. Yeah. You got the wrong ones, bro. We told you, they, they fight to the death. To the death. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. The scoreboard doesn't even matter. The score doesn't even matter. They're like, oh, there's still time left? Oh, we're just going to put our head down and go. And that's what they did. You, you, We played like, oh, y'all about to quit pretty soon. Let's just pack it up. Right. We, 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 we got off fast, and now y'all supposed to lay down. They're like, look, the score don't matter, man. We out here playing every snap. Like our life depend on it. And they did that. We were bored during the second half, and it looked like it. But them boys just chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And we just so sleep to the fact that we be like, hold on, you're supposed to lay down now. We forgot it was Veterans Day. Yo, Marcus Freeman, I wish I would go ask Coach. I would go across the hallway and ask Coach Ken, can we have your team's heart? That's right. Give us your heart. Yeah. We have no talent over here. We Give us your focus and heart. Them they boys play we'd like be good. else matter. Them boys said, oh, we got another play? Oh, we're going to execute. We got time and another play? We're just going to execute. We don't care nothing about who winning, who losing. Because we fight for the devil over here. Ain't no giving up. Ain't no quit. And that's something we should learn. Being up, down, don't matter. Yeah. Yes. We're gonna come out here every play. Yeah. And then when they say, all right, the game's over, guys, then we're gonna look up and be like, did we win? Oh right. we, we play hard. Right. That's one of them teams right. that really can say we we put it all out there. They did, and they almost won. Right. <laughs> right. Right. It's almost like Notre Dame needs the scoreboard. Yeah, we needed they that. They need the scoreboard, the field. Navy, good. Navy just ran out of time. I'm not saying that we beat Navy. Navy just ran Man. out of time. If they had another two or three minutes, <laughs> man, we did not beat Navy. We just beat them before the time ran out. Dude, when they scored, and I was like, "Oh, they need to get an onside kick." I was like, "Oh, we good. We're good." I knew special. I'm like, "Oh, our special team." Yeah, you knew special team was true. Our special teams unit is the, is the unit that's out on the field. Oh, we're good. We're good. Yeah. If that defense had rolled back out there, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they was working for Vegas, man. It, man. Because how you know Vegas. <laughs> I definitely thought they were going to cover the spread. <laughs> Without question. 
I'm like, oh, they're covering the score spread in this one. Yeah. And it's now, due, now maybe goes on to continue to get blown out in games. Games won't be close with, against Navy for the rest of the season. And we're going to be like, damn, they're going to look back on their season and be like, at least we almost had Notre Dame. We lost to the, the Santa Monica State by 100, but at least we was within three of Notre Dame. <laughs> I'm trying to see because I see if they gave this stat. I'm sure they didn't. The last time Notre Dame had two scoreless halves in a season. <laughs> it, dude, it has to be. It has to be some type of record, dude. Oh, has to be. Man. The last time Notre Dame had two scoreless halves in a season. That's an indictment on the offensive coordinator. How you let that happen? In a in a, in a in a offensive game in 2022, how you gonna gain? How you gonna have without scoring? So shout out to the career highs that happened yesterday. Four touchdown passes for Drew Pine as a career high. Eight tackles for Maris Leofow and Xavier Watts. Seven tackles for Prince Colley. 80 receiving yards for Jaden Thomas and 50 receiving yards for Deion Colton. Congratulations to those gentlemen, gentlemen on their career highs. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This has to be the first time, dude, in a long time that Notre Dame has gone through a season and had two scoreless halves. I'm going to have to do some research. Have to do some research on that. Get pro football focus on it, man. <laughs> I have to. Well, that's, that's a stat that needs to be put up everywhere in the, in the, in the, in the building. Man. Don't let that record fool you, man. Oh, three. You're right. But they they zero points against Ohio State in the second half, too. That's three scoreless halves, bro. Thank you, Drunk Vigo. Three scoreless halves by a Notre Dame team. Has to be a record. Has to be. Makes you sick to your stomach. No, makes me confused. I'm flat out confused, bro. I don't understand how. How? Even bad teams don't do that. No. No. And I'm not about to sit here and put it on one position. Because that's not a deficit, enough of a deficit to have three scoreless halves. 
three scoreless halves, man. It's not a good look. Three scoreless halves. Not that's a quarter. Not a quarter. That's not going to get us in the top five scoring offenses this year. Three? That's that's. Just imagine if Alabama had a scoreless half. The school would probably melt down. When's the last time they went scoreless in a half? Never. And we got three in one season. I bet you Bill O'Brien wouldn't be there if they just go if they went scoreless in a half at any point. Bill O'Brien stinks, and I don't even think he has a scoreless half on his resume. He doesn't even have a scoreless half. And he stinks. I don't know what you make of that. Oh, boy. So, look, we're healthy. Boston College and USC on the horizon. It is what it is. We're healthy. That's the main thing. That's right. You get your guys back against Boston College. If not, you'll see them against USC. Either way, this team should handle Boston College with the team that took the field yesterday. Yes. They should. Even the team that took the field yesterday, we should handle them both. They should handle Boston College. And we'll dive into it all week. We'll break it down. No, they did not answer the bell. No, they did not turn the corner. No, they didn't give us the performance that showed us that they can handle success. We didn't get any of that. None of that. And you know what? We have peace. That's what this performance get, let us know. We can have peace in knowing that this is just an inconsistent team. It's just an inconsistent team. It's just an inconsistent team. It's just an inconsistent team. It is. And instead of waiting for that perfect performance or that full complement or that full complete performance, some people might think it was Clemson. This team can play better than they played against Clemson. Yes. We points on the field then. They can play better than that. Will it happen? I, I don't know. The Clemson game was just what happens when the offense can play as well as the defense. That's all that is. The defense played above average. They play usually really good each game. They played above great, and the offense played good for the first time all season. The offense never played great all season. But if the offense were able to play great and then the defense play beyond good, we could really do something. But all of our impressive wins have came from the defense playing beyond their standard of really good and offense just being good, being average. Every other game that we win is just the defense playing really good, not great, and the offense just supporting it. And that's why we play down to this competition every time. I'm but shocked. For you see it. Yeah. It's not the oh. price tomorrow. No. I'm shocked we didn't see one screen pass, bro. Not one. We didn't see one screen pass. To who? A running back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, heck, a middle screen to a tight end. Yeah. Something. When you know they're blitzing seven and just being aggressive, slow them down somehow. Right? Slow them down somehow. And people were like, you couldn't run on Navy. 
They said that yesterday. I was like, dude, once again, nobody has run on Navy. They only give up 80-something a game. No one has run on them. And they doubled down the aggression against Notre Dame. So Tommy Reese was not wrong for not banging his head against 78 people coming and the D-line slanting. Now, I would have liked to see some counters and some pulls to get that, that guy coming off the edge to stop him from coming down the line of scrimmage. Yeah, you probably could have gone to that. But you had people open in the passing game, man. I'm not yeah. mad at Tommy for calling the passes. That were people wide open. They'd be wide open. In the second half, wide open. <laughs> wide open. <laughs> people wide open. I can't do. I can't blame him for missing Michael Mayer wide open down the sideline. Can't blame him. Can't. Can't blame him for missing Lorenzo Styles wide open across the middle. Can't. Can't. Can't blame him for missing Brayden Lindsay once again. Once again. I and damn near, near missed him on that touchdown, man. Brayden Lindsay had to make an extraordinary play. ESPN number one play of scoring a touchdown after beating the guy five yards. My brother, look, Dan Orlowski said it. Dan Orlowski said it. Oh, bro, you got to get rid of the ball. This man, the man, this dude has him beat. Hit your back foot, get rid of the ball. Let it go, man. Let it go. You hold but I tweeted it. Everything has to be perfect. Yes. And that's what makes it so stressful. You gotta, you gotta get the perfect play call every time. That's not an easy thing to do, and that, and and because of that, you're gonna have halves where you don't score no points. Yeah, because you gotta set up everything to the T, and if one thing is off, the whole half is off. Because you ain't going on the script. You gotta find some guys that, that can improvise, get off the script. Because when the script is a bad script, it shows. Because we can't do nothing outside of that script. David Solomon has a question for you, Lee. He said, I'd like to know if back when Malik played, would you have come to the sideline and asked to let you throw to a running back out of the backfield? <laughs> I, see, I'm a different, you know. I'm cussing people out on the sideline, being like, what are we calling, you know? So I'm a bad example for that. But I think that you have to be assertive if you're the quarterback to point out things that you notice when you're on the field. It's a different look than what's being looked at through the box and on the sideline. Mm -hmm. So the rapport from Tommy Reese and Drew Pine should be that. I mean, it was that like that for Jack Cone. I'm sure if Jack Cone saw something – that he wanted to go to Tommy trusted his veteran experience as well as, you know, his connection and relationship with him that, you know, I'm sure Jack had a couple of plays that he suggested going there and had an impact in the game or the next drive. So 
I'm sure Drew has to have some rapport for that because if it's, if they don't have a good connection, what is Drew and Tommy even doing together? Because it ain't no, you know, you he's a superstar athletic quarterback that's dynamic and a playmaker, and Tommy just supporting that. It's like y'all got to come together. He the pre-snap king, right? He, he, he the smartest quarterback to ever live at Notre Dame, so – we need to see some of that on this uh, on constant blitzes. We've said man, get you a good transfer. <laughs> Come in. The offensive line is automatically going to make him better. Automatically. You'll see the talent that's there in the tight end room, the young talent, Raritan, stays. Evans will be back. Bowen will be back. Got talent coming in. The wide receiver talent coming in, along with Tobias, Lorenzo. Look, and we can throw names out there. Look, I don't know who who it will be. I know one thing. Notre Dame should be the number one spot, the most wanted spot by transfer quarterbacks. In college football, easy. In all of college football. All of the quarterbacks transferring should be like, yo. I need I to want, take a visit. I want that Notre Dame spot. Easily. Because it's wide open. And, and not only is it wide open, with the right guy, we set to be top four, top five next year. With the right guy. That's how that's how that's how sweet of a deal it is. Look, you come to Notre Dame, we're gonna give you protection. We got secret service. FBI, CIA, the the top notch protection. So you automatically gonna have stats, right? And then you at Notre Dame, you on primetime TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? And you got some receivers that got release packages. Would a defense <laughs> gonna give you a chance? Oh man, hell! That's the that's the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory golden ticket right there. I see people in the chat saying a win is better than a loss. Period. Look, man. <laughs> stop. Look, we'll get into that deeper tomorrow. Man, stop that foolishness, man. Y'all, stop having low expectations as a fan. Stop. Stop. That's that loser mentality stuff, bro. At least we won. At least we won. Man, nobody want to hear that. <laughs> nobody want to hear that. We almost gave up a darn 28-point lead <laughs> to Navy. And we talking about at least we won. A, 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 a Navy team that's running fullback dives for touchdowns. Hey, stop. Well, what are we talking about? We're a program with national championship aspirations. Are we talking about a win? As a, man, look. We're gonna dig into that tomorrow. I'm gonna say that I got because I got the audio of that. I definitely got the audio and video for that. We're definitely jumping into that tomorrow. Uh, people are crazy. A win is better than a loss. The next thing you're gonna tell me is we can have good losses. Come on, though. Yeah, we can have good losses because they helped turn around our season. We only lost to Stanford by two. That's a good loss. It was only by two points. 
right? Because a win is a win. We can't be like that, fans. Alabama would never say that. Alabama, man, Nick Saban would have had them dudes running the stairs at the stadium. <laughs> but the uh, chant, a win is a win, as they run in them stadiums. What are you talking about? Had somebody tell me on Twitter yesterday that it's excusable because we have a young first-year coach. I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Hey, inventing, inventing excuses. Just inventing them. That that sounds good. That I'll throw that out there. That'll, that'll make sense. No, a win's not a win, unfortunately. Not for this program. Maybe for Georgia State. Man. Getting out the skin of the the skin of their teeth. Not Notre Dame, man. This is Notre Dame, man. What a Notre Dame fighting Irish. Where that of the Notre Dame fighting Irish. And you're cool with that? Yesterday, you're cool with that. 16 yards in the second half, you cool with that? A win is better than a loss. Let me ask you a question, Left. Let's say we go to Vegas and we sit at the blackjack table and you won $10 the first day. And you say, Sean, let's go back. I feel lucky today. And you win 100 the next day. You won both days, right? Didn't you win both days? I won both days. Are they the same? No. Okay. Okay, but a win is better than a loss, though. You didn't lose nothing, yeah, so. But take it for what it is, no. Come on, man. I'm glad we won, Look. but we beyond being glad to win. Once okay. again, you know me. I will fight tooth and nail against any fan base in this world. I don't care. That's right. I'm about it when it comes to Notre Dame. But we're not doing this low expectation stuff. We're not doing that. Not here. This is not the podcast for that. No. It's not good enough. No. It's a top five, top six program in the nation. Every year. Every year. We're not doing that. That's that stuff y'all let the previous coach slide with. It didn't get you any national championships. None. And he out there playing more aggressive, going for two versus Bama. All right. I see you. See, I'm, and then it's like just irrational questions in the chat, bro. Well, you stop. A loss has nothing to do with the point. I don't care what the outcome was. Yesterday was not good. It wasn't good. The outcome doesn't matter. That's not good. It's not good. 
It's not championship football. Period. A championship team. That's just a dumb. That's just a that's that's really a I don't want to call it dumb. It's an irresponsible question to ask a fan. Would you rather have a loss? That's silly. That's like me saying, would you rather have a cold or a broken leg? It's silly. It's silly. People that are driven by outcomes overlook their flaws. Like we just said, Notre Dame looked at they need to see the scoreboard. And what did you say, Lev? They need to see. They need to see the scoreboard. That's what they they're not motivated unless they see outcome. Yeah. Championship teams erase the scoreboard at halftime. They don't need a score. We're going to play with the same intensity and the same perfection we played with in the first half. That's the difference. And if y'all satisfied with that and want to talk about a win is a win, an outcome matters, it doesn't. Because when you come up against a real team, they're going to expose all of that crap. And then we're going to whine about why they can't play a complete game. Because y'all fell in love with outcome. You fell in love with outcome with Brian Kelly. You fell in love with close wins over Toledo with Brian Kelly. And then when you came up against a good team and got spanked, then you wanted to, you wanted to want to ask why. Why do we keep getting spanked? Because you're driven by the outcome. And that crap is good enough. Yeah. So tell me outcome matters when you get spanked by a good team. Until this program gets over small games like that, thinking it's cool to put performances like that on the field against inferior competition and playing down to the competition every time they face inferior competition, you're not getting championship football at Notre Dame. It's not getting done. And the fan base is going to continue to have low expectations talking about, well, at least we won. This is Navy for crying out loud. Navy. Houston blew Navy out. Cincinnati blew Navy out. Fall for that fool just coming out the locker room. Marcus Freeman didn't say that crap. You go listen to that player who said that crap and go listen to what Marcus Freeman said. That's right. You see a totally different mentality. Totally different. Towards that game yesterday. So, yes, Nick Saban tells you all the time, I tell my team, don't even look at the scoreboard. Don't even look at it. We're not. We're driven by process, not outcome. That's right. That's right. And that's why Alabama wins championships. Every time. I guarantee you, Navy, as bad as that Alabama team is this year, I guarantee you, Navy would get blown out by 35. Blown out. It wouldn't be close. It wouldn't be close. All we're trying to tell you is raise your expectations. It's okay. It's okay. Brian Kelly's not here anymore. We've been told that things are going to change, and national championship is what they're going for. Raise your expectations. I'm telling you, dealing with this fan base, the expectations are low with the team. The expectations are low in recruiting because they swear every big-time recruit is going to decommit before signing day. Every last one. That's right. Fan base just in total fear. Every last one. 
on pace to have the, a historical recruiting class. Top five. Top five. Brian Kelly never did that. Never. 27 commits possibly in this class. Historical. It's still not good enough. Cats like, no. I'll believe it when I see it. Just can't. Can't. I don't do. We didn't like what we saw yesterday, but we told you that the future is bright and there's good things coming. I still believe they sweep November. I still believe they beat Boston College and USC. Still believe that firmly. My confidence is not as good as it was before yesterday's game. My confidence level is probably not as high as it was, but I still believe they're going to win both games. Absolutely. But as a fan base, don't that please do not let anybody sell you that a win is a win. Please do don't don't take that. Don't take that. Nope. Nope. They basically trying to get you not to say anything negative about yesterday. We won. No, no player. You're not skipping over that. No player. Bring that back. We're gonna talk about this. I seen we're gonna talk you. about yeah, we're gonna talk about this. That's right. You bringing up, you bringing up rankings, bro. You bringing up rankings. We're we're ranked number twenty. Dog, maybe it's three and six. What are you talking about? Yeah, we're ranked twentieth in the nation. That was your expectation for this year. We beating our chest about that. This is Notre Dame. Who? Please tell me anybody in the chat. That's beating their chest about Notre Dame being ranked 20th right now. Y'all cool with that? With two losses to Stanford and Marshall? Y'all cool with that? No. Ain't nobody cool with that. So don't try to sell the fan base on we're ranked 20th. Nah, fam. Nope. 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 Not this fan base. Not this fan base. And I'm standing with y'all. Standing for y'all. No, that's not it. That's not it. We believe in Marcus Freeman. We believe in his vision. We believe in this program. That's right. But don't feed us that crap. Not that. Don't feed us that crap. Don't feed us that crap. Just come through. Just tell us what it is. Yo, we ain't come to play in the second half. We got to get it together for next week. Everybody on the family cool. Cool. We rock with that. That's right. These cats copping, please. We rank 20s. We won. That's all that matters. No, no, no. No, no, no. We're not a complacent team or a fan base. So the expectation has to continue to be pushed, and we got to continue to address when it's not. Because when we get comfortable and think that's okay, we get these lows of finding excuses to of losing all these big games. Marcus Freeman said no more. We winning this shit. Clemson, we 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 not taking the easy way out. So trusted Marcus Freeman at MFR, he's gonna get things turned around on a narrative level for sure. Oh, we man. I'm all in on the dude. I'm all in on coach. I'm all in on this program. But we're gonna tell you the truth on this podcast. Flat out truth. And we love LL Nation. You can agree, disagree. 
but don't feed us bull. Uh Please don't feed us that. You don't have to, because we got your back. You don't have to to feed us that type of stuff. This fan base has your back. This is the most loyal fan base in college football. They have your back. You don't have to catch a two. You don't. We got your back. Just be honest and go put in the work. That's it. That's it. But telling us where you ranked, we know where you ranked. We've seen it. We ain't cool with that. Maybe that can slide up a Syracuse or North Carolina State or North Carolina or Connecticut. Maybe that can slide. Since Connecticut became bowl eligible yesterday, maybe that can slide up in Connecticut. Not here. Not South Bend. Not South. No. 60, like my boy Jay Henry said, 16 yards in the second half? No. 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 Not good by any metric. No. No. Not good by any metric. No. (laughs) No. We got you. All the Notre Dame players, we got you. We got your back. Go to war. Just don't, man. (laughs) We'll talk about it more in depth tomorrow, man. Thank you for everyone. Remember, go check out the podcast. Available now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. CFB Nation on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Download that right now. Set yourself up to get the automatic download. As soon as we upload a new episode, excuse me, you'll get it. That's in connection with Irish Breakdown. While you're at it, go ahead, give us five stars. Leave your comments. You know we respond to your comments afterwards on our YouTube channel. We'll do the same thing when it comes to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The climb to 3,000 is real. We're almost there. And it's because of you, LL Nation. It's because of you that we do what we do. We get the inspiration to talk Notre Dame football each and every day. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spend it different. Thank you to our guy for our Super Chat Milk Fan 15. We appreciate you. DP 24 28 with four touchdowns. He still gets criticism from fans. Is he overly criticized or am I missing something? B. Lindsay had the best catch of the year because of the worst throw of the year. <laughs> That's why we upset. <laughs> Notice he put up the first dude. He put up stats, and he left out the interception in the second half. He didn't put that in there. He didn't throw that in there. He, the missed throw to Mayor, the sacks that were on him because he just wouldn't let the ball go. Wouldn't let it go. Look, man, nobody's overly criticizing. We pointed out what he did bad in the second half. It's not our not our fault if it accumulates and it seems like a bunch of a bunch of stuff. After about the four fifteen, you're gonna be like, "Damn, we nitpicking." No, that's just what happened. He didn't play good against Clemson, even though they gave him the game ball. He didn't play well the week before that. He had a good first half against BYU and not so good in the second half. He had a bad first half against Cal and a better first, better second half. He's just inconsistent. He's inconsistent. He's he's inconsistent. We had a receiver get the number one play on top ten, and on the season has less than three hundred yards. 
What is that about? Man, look. Man. We're healthy. That's that's all. Dude, we said earlier in the week, we just want to come out of this game healthy. That's right. All types of crazy things happen against Navy. As long as we get out of town with a win and healthy, that's the ultimate blessing. We're thankful that happened. Now we're just pointing out the things that we didn't like in the performance. That's all. Senior day, Saturday, take care of business against Boston College and set up the opportunity to take down and ruin the season for the USC Trojans if they indeed get past UCLA, who lost to Arizona, by the way. Yeah, just out of nowhere. But we know we know what happens about those Pac-12 teams when they get late. They absolutely, they absolutely, fall. absolutely. So, for left, we'll see you guys tomorrow. As always, we appreciate you. Have a great evening. Go watch the rest of the NFL game. I think it's the Niners and the Chargers. Watch the rest of that. See you tomorrow for another edition of the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Always spin it different. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.